Uh, Delaware. Del really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Don't hear that very often, do you? I thought I was gonna, I think you were going to say like Utah, this guy. No, this guy. no, no. no. <laughs> so, yeah, Utah, where are you from, Bruno? Los Angeles, man. Oh, LA, there. From you Hollywood. I was wanted to see. It's a, you're, you're predestined for this. Yeah, but you're from the East Coast. That's yeah, like, and that's that's like Jaws territory. Yeah, I guess so. So I, I get to go to like Philadelphia or uh, that's really New nice. York all the time. Yeah. That's cool. Dude. Last time I was in New York, that was probably last December. Wow. I've only been there once. Really? When? How this is back like 2011. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never been to New York. Oh, so it's, it's, a, it's amazing. Like, there's so much you can explore. There's like, there's the five boroughs, but there's just so many things you can discover. Yeah, I bet there's good food there. Oh, yeah. The first thing I ate in New York was fish and chips, right next to the Empire State Building. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. You, you, uh... You ate a classic uh, British <laughs> British dish in front in, a, in an American icon. Yeah, an American yeah, exactly. colony. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because across the street there was like a Chipotle, and I'm like eat munching on my fish and chips. Chipotle, though. That's, hmm. yeah. Chipotle is good, but you don't you don't go to New York to eat a Chipotle. No. I mean, New York pizza is pretty good, but we got really lucky because we didn't know. Mm -hmm. We like pulled someone off the street, like, "Hey, where's some good pizza?" Like, oh, down the street from the like, Big Macy's. There's you know? just so many pizza places there. You, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Empire mm -hmm. State was cool. Cool, cool. It's very uh, breathtaking. It was like moving, you know, you could feel it. Right, right. And I'm just, like, you Whoa. look and see how tall it is. It's just how, how tall is the Empire State Building? It's tall as the Empire State Building. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, it was really surreal for me. For is, sure. that, is that still the biggest? What's the tallest? Uh, In New York? Is yeah. it Freedom Tower now? I think it's Freedom Tower. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> when they start doing tours for the Freedom Tower because they finished it like. A while ago. back, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, back in like 2012. Yeah, it was a while. Oh, wow. But I've never gotten to go up to it. Is the, it says, Paul's Building in New York. Yeah, it's York. the World Trade Center. World Trade Center. Freedom is Tower. that called the Freedom Tower? Yeah. Well, that's like an informal name for it. Okay. Yeah, they were constructing it when I was there. Mm -hmm. It was really quiet. Oh, it's yeah, really, really quiet there. Surprisingly, Pulse City is really like buzzing, you know? And you get mm -hmm. there, it's just like this room. Well, it's like, you know, because the Twin Towers used to be there. It's a gorgeous building. Mm hmm. See wow. that statue up front? Which, which statue? It's like Special Forces statue. Oh, yeah. yeah. The backstory to that. And then Ellis Island, too. You can go there and see the history of the immigration. That was a trip, field trip in like when I was 12. Pretty cool, though. I was only there for a week because in high school, it's part of this financial. Part of a thing called Academy of Defiance. Is that your major? Finance? Uh, accounting. Accounting. Well, somewhat yeah, similar. Sweet. But we went there to go to like Wall Street. And... Oh, there you go. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Hopefully did you, not. Did you watch that movie? <laughs> I did not. Yeah, right. Making, making the references. <laughs> yeah, Walt. This guy from our mission that we always, we were like really close, all three of us. Where'd you guys serve together? Uh, Philippines. Philippines. Yeah, in Quezon Ooh. City, just in Manila. But uh, we would always talk about movies and stuff, and he loved that movie. Yeah, he would quote <laughs> it. Like he like knew it. It's funny because like it just came out with all the f words, uh -huh. just censored. I think he went out well, like days. <laughs> he saw the movie and then like days later he went on his mission. Oh, <laughs> so he's like fresh off the boat. Gotcha. Hey, Waltz is the best. I was having Waltz up time. Funny kid. Shout out to Waltz. He's a musician. Shout out to Waltz. I mean, T.J. Waltz. I thought he was a dancer. No. Well, Waltz is a dance, so. No, he's Waltz yeah. in Disney. He would get that a lot. Yeah. He would get that a lot in the Philippines, and he'd be so mad. Well, it's like whenever I say I'm from the East Coast, everyone's like, oh, New York. If they're like not from the U.S., like, oh, New York. Statue of Liberty. Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah Atlantic City. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Della, where? They're like, where's that? And I just say New York. And like, whoa, New York. The only reason I know <laughs> we said Are Delaware. Italian? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, never mind. I'm getting mixed up with Rhode Island. Exactly. See, they're, they're both the, they're the two tiniest states, but Rhode Island is the tiniest state. Delaware's number two. Yeah. So... Yeah. Or what did where did Dumb and Dumber take place? Because they're like on the um, East Coast. Well, they were the first state to join the Union. <laughs> the Golds. To ratify the the, the Declaration of Independence, what's, I think. What's that quote from uh, the Big Golds? Oh yeah, he comes out of the gas station. He's like, Big Golds, huh? <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs> Big Golds, huh? Yeah, we have Seven Eleven there, but you, we have it here too. Dang, dude. What's something on the East Coast that you don't see here? Ah, uh, mm, it's hard. Like food or... Tax-free shopping. In, in Hawaii or the West Coast? Tax-free shopping? In Delaware. That's the whole nice. state? whole state. They're only, they're like only no sales tax? No sales tax. <gasps> you have like beef that in California, man. We have 9%. We have beefed up property I think taxes. So, so, so that, it kind of makes up for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. We have a really good sandwich shop called Wawa. It's pretty much like Subway, but it's it's just it's just good. It's do, you, do you guys have like phenomenal like pastrami corned beef? 
Are you into the like Jewish yeah, food? Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. I haven't like had enough sandwiches at all different places to tell. What about that deli in New York? It's called which deli? What's your favorite cats? deli you've been to in New York? <laughs> Musical. Oh, it is called. There's like a couple deli. million delis in New York. But the one that you've been to. Wait, we're gonna go to New York, right? You're gonna come. When is that happening? April. April, probably. April, April, I'm probably gonna go in uh, December when I get back home. My friend and I are going to do a little documentary thing about the East Coast, like what it's like to live on the East Coast. Oh, that'd be sick. That's cool. Because I, I don't think most people here know what it's like to be on the East Coast. No, yeah. man, this is, West, mm-hmm. this is still West Coast. Yeah, a lot, of, what, a lot of California people. This is like, this is, Hawaii is like a state of its own, man. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's Hawaii. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's nothing like, it's, it's like nothing like the West Coast. It's like a country of its own. Yeah. It's interesting. I like, we always refer to like, uh, not as like, not as like the mainland. We always refer to it as America. America. Yeah. <laughs> Here's just Hawaii. Well, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm so glad I'm leaving America. And I, th- I think, oh, Hawaii is America. <laughs> yeah, really bro. stupid then. No, yeah. I don't really know many people from the East Coast. That's my cousins. They live in Miami. That's like Miami, oh, Florida. That's Ooh. like Puerto Rico. Where all the all the people <laughs> live. Yeah, but you don't have old an accent. Why? Oh, Delaware. Yeah. Okay, old people and gators. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's Florida for you. You think they did that on purpose? And orange juice. And, oh, yeah, and orange juice. And <laughs> Disney World. Well, they have great Cuban food. Yeah. Just 90, close up, 90 yeah, miles off the coast. Cubans. Um, half. Half Cubans. Yeah, but you don't have like an East Coast accent. I mean, what, what, is, what does an East Coast accent sound like? Like that classic, well, hey, walk in the oh, that, that, that's, that's the New York accent. Like, like, that's like the classic Brooklyn accent with the, the yellow cab and everything. Like, I'm walking here. Still like the, the white beater? Yeah. Very, with a baseball bat and a, on, his, on his porch. Like, get out of here, kids. His uncle's got a red tracksuit. There's, yeah. there's a bunch of like people on stoops. They don't have that in LA. There's like slob squatting <laughs> on stoops. Yeah, like the, the golf hats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got that. It's like, hey, Jimmy, you gotta break some guy's kneecap. <laughs> yeah, but East Coast has accents, right? Yeah, it does. So, like, I mean, there's a Delaware, there is a Delaware accent, but, like, it's not... It's not prevalent. No one I, I, get, I guess to you guys, it's not, like, prevalent. Yeah. What's, like, what's word? What are specific words? Um, you know? So, water. Some Delawareans say water. Like, W-T-T-E-R. <laughs> Jesus, I so, can't handle so that. that that's part of the Philadelphia accent, where, like, you say, instead of pretzel, you say pretzel. Impressive. It's really, really, it's a part of, you say it really, really fast. You, like, ignore the, the T. You say Prezzel. Prezzel. Hmm. But my, my mom's from PA, my dad is from Utah, so I guess, like... You got a half and half? I got a com, yeah, I got a combo of, like, East and West Coast. Interesting. So do you say button or button? Button. Okay, so you got the Utah. Yeah. Or mountains? Mountains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It depends on my mood. I, I sound like a lot really of my dad. If you're feeling lazy. <laughs> yeah, mountain, button. Do you say filled instead of field? Field? My, my dad does that a lot. Yeah, field. Yeah. See? Field? See, I grew up in a house with, um, my mom's from Cali, so okay. she's got like kind of a similar accent, but my dad's from Tennessee. So every once in a while, like... <laughs> you say y'all? Y'all? I say y'all. Y'all is y'all. A, an amazing word. Y'all come back now, you hear? Well, I mean, there's no plural word for you in English. Use. Except for y'all. Use. Yes. Not use, can't leave. Use, use just sounds stupid. Yeah, in Delaware, a lot of no, man, like people say yes. Talk. Is it yes? They'll say yes. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? My dad and I, we had to go to a lot of trailer parks to help people out, and like they, you know, they were probably high on drugs, so we they just say, hey, how you guys all doing? How's you all? Yeah. The tongue twister. Probably through all the, the rotting teeth from all the uh, <laughs> cigarettes they were smoking. There's some weird places in Delaware. That's heavy, dude. The highest point in Delaware is like a forty foot. Hill. <laughs> what? I drive by every day. What? It's. That's yeah. why I want to make a little short film. Be like, oh, this is the life of a Delawarean. Here's the here's the biggest hill in Delaware. Yeah, the biggest hill. Mm-hmm. Climb climb that mountain. Be like Delaware. Exactly. Have you been to Utah? Oh yeah, many, many times. Okay. My dad. Your dad's from there. Yeah. He Where was, is he from in Utah? Uh, so he, a lot of places. Okay. He was born in Ogden. Okay. Grew up in Huntsville. Okay. Then moved to Brazil as a kid for a couple of years because his dad, my grandpa, worked in construction down there. Uh-huh. Moved back to Utah and eat from Utah. Wait, wait, wait. Who worked in construction? My grandpa. Where? My dad served in Utah. Sao Paulo. Where's that? Brazil. Oh, Brazil. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, East Coast. Like, oh, okay. No. I mean, I, I wish. And then my, and then he moved back to Utah to live in Ephraim, then back to Brazil as a teenager for a few years. Uh-huh. Then the Kaysville finally, which is where my grandparents live now. I like Kaysville. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice place. Do, you, do your parents live in Kaysville? No, I'm from West Jordan. West, oh, West Jordan. So you're, yeah. you're pretty close by. 
Yeah, West West Jordan. I spent most of my time in South Jordan though, because I went to high school, and now we're in. Not Davis High, right? No, that's way south. Davis is like Davis up north. High school. But Davis, we actually mm-hmm. played them in like. They were really good at football, okay. so I, I went to Bingham and they played Davis Darts. Yeah, the Davis Farts or Darts. Davis <laughs> Farts. Uh, my dad would be ashamed. We were the we were the Bingham Miners. Ooh. Not oh, like all the Bulldogs. ERs. What? Oh, was a Burbank High Bulldog. That's better. It's kind of generic, but yeah. That's super generic. Every high school mm-hmm. has that. Now we're in. I was a Jaguar, yeah. but. Jaguar. Yeah. Where'd you go to school? Well, you've never oh, yeah, heard of it. It's called. <laughs> it's, it's got a really long name. It's called Apple Coin Mink. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh, Apple really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I had I had hope for a second. <laughs> my high school that I was supposed Apple to go to Jaguars. Jaguars. Oh, cool. That was my elementary school. Oh, really? Jaguars. Sweet. We were Eagles. Oh, Oh yeah, when, when the Eagles won, like everyone in Philadelphia, there was like a whole, it was like the streets were blocked off in Philly. Everyone was celebrating. Oh yeah. It was like this lock, like this lockdown. Everyone's just like parading over Eagles stuff. People like idolize that movie Invincible. Invisible? Is that what it's called? Invincible. Invictus. With Marky Mark. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen. Oh, you mean you mean Invictus? No, it's with it's Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon. No. <laughs> No. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna watch that. It's it's. What, what does Invictus have to do with Philadelphia Eagles? They like soccer, man. I don't know. Yeah, it's soccer, soccer. and football is soccer. Some people. <laughs> that doesn't. That doesn't have anything. So there's there's a slight connection there. Well, okay. So Invincible is is Marky Mark plays like some famous mm-hmm. quarterback who just like grew up on the streets. He was like that guy on the streets. that's like, hey, I'm walking here. Oh. And then he tried out for like the Philadelphia Eagles and became a starting quarterback. Really he good. played a similar character in the movie The Departed. You see that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that recently. The Boston accent. Yeah, they all have they're like cussing Very, each other. I mean, Wahlberg. He's like he. I think he's like native Boston. So. He's Bostonian. Yeah, Bostonian. Dude, he's a Bostos? man. He's jacked. You know, he used to be a rapper. Yeah, yeah Marky Mark. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. And the Funky Bunch. I, the funky think, bunch? I, I think that's what that's what his um. <laughs> that was what the band name was. Man, the eighties was a different time, dude. Was it yeah. the eighties or the early nineties? Probably early nineties. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Played it like. Then he was in Transformers. He was in Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, he was in the oh, Planet yeah. of the Apes too. That's the first movie I saw with him in it. Invisible, you're right. Invincible. Oh, invisible. Oh, inv- Invincible, sorry. The Invisible Man. Invincible. I remember seeing this in like Blockbuster. Oh, you guys know Blockbuster is? Nice. How old do you think we are? Oh, older than me. How old are you, Eli? 19. Oh, dang. As of yesterday. Happy birthday. Thank Happy you. We celebrated his birthday yesterday. Yeah. He's a young blood. Mm-hmm. Man, you're still fresh right? off the boat, yeah. yeah. Fresh off the teen- boat. You still know everything. Yeah. As a teenager, you still know everything. Got a little bit of innocence right there. <laughs> you gotta make, you know, like go on the stock exchange, uh-huh. go to the lottery. <laughs> I know everything. Don't study for tests. How the world works. <laughs> yeah. You got a year to capitalize on knowing everything. <laughs> Just go crazy, man. Run for president. You get three hundred and sixty-four days. Dude. Anyone can do it. Anyone. Anyone. Yeah. So Eli, um, yeah, let's, we start the podcast now, or has this been? Oh yeah, but this is part of it. <laughs> We've been going just the to get actual, ourselves comfortable. Podcast. So yeah, this is what Very we're here cool. for. Um, Eli, so uh, how'd you get into movies? How'd you um, movies? Was your dad? Was it a cousin? Was it just on your own watching I movies? I think it's both my dad and on my own. I think. Wow, I'll... I hit it on the nail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's, it's all my. It's both my parents. My mom oh, yeah. would show me Hitchcock movies. My dad would show me space travel movies like Apollo 13. So okay. I had a variety of movies that I watched as a kid. What about like Rated R? Rated R. Um, so but what my parents said, I told them... Was it a free-for-all? Or like, all right, you can't watch this, but you can watch this? So it was more like make up your own mind when you turn 17. Mm-hmm. Of course, before I turned 17, I, I was making my own decisions of what I would watch. So I watched, say, Blade Runner when I was 15. I watched... Wow. Well, I, mean, you knew I only watched that like so. this year. Yeah, I, and... I, because I know it was like so influential on sci-fi, yeah. And there's like there's one scene with the nudity, and I skipped through that. But just like is that the one where he's like at the club. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like hey, I'm looking at boys. I don't know why he's doing that. <laughs> it's such a terrible. Just Har- Harrison Ford, just not caring at all. Dude, I that, saw that scene um, earlier. That reminds yeah. me of uh, what's that movie that they like? It's it's like a sci-fi movie, and they they have like a nuclear war and then there's only like two continents that are still there there's like one in Australia and one in Britain and then they have to go through the world oh Total Recall that's the remake of Total the original oh, Total Feral. yeah I don't like yeah. that movie it was awful and never like, seen the original the original is so good the whole nude scene that he was talking about you were there was a part in it where like some girl like dropped her top and she had three oh that's, three in the, that's in the original because of like nuclear yeah, or and I was like, "What the ass? Like, where did that come from?" Well, in the original movie, there's a bunch of like mutated people. Yeah, and like Arnold goes to this place, hide out, and this girl's. Oh, like, it's Arnold. 
In the original movie. That's amazing. And then Colin, Colin Farrell. The movie's so underrated. Is the other one. Yeah, this, yeah. Disney one's not good. I'll have to watch the, the first one. First one. Was, I, I watched it when I was a kid, like in middle school. Middle school, mm-hmm. saw a bunch of Arnold movies. But I just didn't understand the scene because, like, what you it's were saying. It's out of context, like, really. Well, yeah, you were saying, like, that one scene, like, really didn't matter. Well, because it, show, it shows her topless for, like, maybe a couple seconds, but then he's still doing the whole, like, the voice. And then she starts strangling him with his tie. And then it goes into the action scene when he shoots her in the back. So. It's a really like brief scene of nudity. Spoiler alert! You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for it's sure. It's been out for you know what's funny? years. I don't know. If Blade Runner and Total Recall, the originals, they have like some sort of theme of I like think what's just, real. I mean, Blade, I mean, Total Recall. It's the same author who wrote the source material. Oh wait, wait, wait! You're it's right. Phil K. Dick. Yeah, K. Dick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. It could Dang, be. I think you, no, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I remember reading that. I but love that sci-fi. It's like that. Well, Total Recall is more fun. I would say. Yeah, Blade Runner is more like thoughtful, melodic. The visual style, it, I don't know, it's, it's meaningful, and it's barely two hours, but it feels very, it's, it feels longer than it should be. You know Blade Runner? I mean? Blade Runner? I mean, it's very good, but it's, it's not for everybody. First it really isn't. If you show it to your really. friend, they're, they're going to get bored, unless first they're really like looking at slow-moving Let's just talk about stuff. the first one. For first right one? Now. First okay. one right now. Which version did you see? Because the one I watched... Final Cut. Yeah, Final Cut. With the unicorn at the end? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I knew that was Ridley's original vision. There's two unicorns it's in the movie. Tinfoil unicorn. Dude, I. Dude, you gotta watch this movie. <laughs> I do have to watch this movie. It's set like this year, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just show <laughs> it's up. It's like set like this year. 2018, I think. Yeah, yeah. In Los Angeles, and everything's like. So go, you, cyberpunk. Go, you go back home, it's gonna be all cyberpunk. It's, it's gonna be raining like crazy all the time. It's gonna be a Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, I first heard of it when I was 15. I watched a, a little video essay about it and the, just the visual styles like I've seen this I before. love the set man the, yeah, the set design amazing. I have a great book it's called Future Noir if you want to read all about it it's like a 500 page like just history of the movie mm. from the author to the actual making of the movie um, but yeah there's the design like when I go through New York and Chinatown they're like <laughs> yeah it, it was like Blade Runner you know we have all this neon we have neon Chinese characters we have this multicultural that's group of people that's funny because like right now in photography everyone's all mm-hmm. up about the Blade Runner look. Yeah. This yeah. girl like we have the interview. Yeah. Neon. Ooh, the vapor wave. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the black blues and pinks, right? The, yeah. Yeah, and the, the purples. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Purples. Very otherworldly colors, a very dark environment. So it does look like it did take place in twenty nineteen. Yeah, sweet. Um, and then there was like something that happened in April of twenty seventeen. Not sure. For what? For Blade Runner. So like, 2017? Like, the film's main events you? take place in 2019 Los Angeles, but April 10th, 2017 is a, is a significant date. Okay. Yeah. Check out. Oh, maybe that's when the robots were born. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the incept date for uh, Roy Batty. I saw that scene today where he, like, shoots the girl, right? She's going through the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a crazy scene. I know. And they had, to, they had to reshoot that when they did the final cut because the stunt double didn't look like any the real actress. They digitally composited the stunt, the actress. Really? For the final cut. They fiddled with that movie mm-hmm. a bunch. Yeah. What's interesting about this movie is that they wanted Harrison Ford to be the captain in Alien. Oh, really? But he was like, no, no, no. And then Alien blew up. Everyone was like, this is the best. Mm-hmm. And so then they, Star Wars, of course. And yeah, they, they pushed, Jones came they pushed out. Uh, what's his face? Um, really Scott to make it up sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So they like, hey, Harrison. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blade Runner didn't do as well as Alien. Because Alien's more based on horror, Blade Runner's less. It doesn't really like it has a plot, but we don't really care about the plot, to be honest. Mm, we care about characters. Yeah, yeah. The characters. Sure. What yeah. needs to be human. You don't watch it for the plot. Well, I, I do, but it's really the characters and the explorations that really. Man, dude, you gotta watch this movie. I'd be, I'd be interested to watch it with you too. Yeah, I, I have it. I, I have it right here. Play. <laughs> we can watch it right now. No, <laughs> we can't because of copyright. It's two hours, but I'd be down. Yeah. Um, quality. Yeah, Final Cut. Um, it kind of brings up the same question about like the Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, is it okay for a director to go back to their movie and change it based on their vision, even if the audience doesn't like it? Uh-huh. That is a question of art. Like, do we own movies, or do the director, does the director reserve the right? That's I was actually question. tackling that in my mm-hmm. one of my early articles. Mm, cool. Um, to understand sci-fi, you have to watch Space Odyssey first. Yeah, I, I watched that when I was sixteen. Wow, dude. I mean, it's boring. No, but it's I, not. I felt like I had to watch it. <laughs> it's not. Boring. It's not like I mean it's not that it's not exciting altogether. Not, not compared to like Blade Runner getting shot at and yeah, the crazy cool robots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to understand sci-fi like history of sci-fi, that's space cool. out of space. It has the I mean it does have those very trippy moments. It, it's not something you see in a date though, unless your girlfriend really 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 likes Stanley Kubrick. 
Yeah, and very long takes of spaceships flying toward <laughs> each other. You know what's crazy? I watched that recently when I came here again. Because mm-hmm. I went back home. You know, it's like, but the sets. Uh, oh, this the, the centrifuge. Yeah, it set. still holds up. Yeah, it still holds up. Because Kubrick was a master. He knew how to disguise it was if it was a special effect. Should pull it up now. Pull up centrifuge. Mm-hmm. Put it on mute though. I know Nolan used that for Inception as well. Center yeah, what? If you read my article, I talked about that. What you just read the article? Centrifuge. Oh, this uh, May. Oh May. Space Odyssey. Just look at that. Sweet. I had to cut a lot, a lot of content because they're like. Sister Lambert was. <laughs> I don't care. Nobody yeah. cared. This whole campus. I looked for anyone to watch the movie. No one. No one watched it ever. No one. Movie? Not even the film teachers. Are you serious? Not even like. I'm like movies? really. That's. I so think like, that's like required watching for any film student. No, they hadn't seen it in a while. So they didn't know much about it. Oh, not not centrifuge. Um, <laughs> C E N T. C E N T. R. I F U G. Two thousand one. The thing about that movie is that once they finish filming, they dismantle all the sets. Yeah. Destroy them. Because Kubrick didn't want them being used in another cheap sci-fi movie. Yeah, but, oh, it's the centrifuge. So none of them exist anymore, except maybe a helmet or two. I think I've heard about this movie. <laughs> I think you've heard of it? Have you seen like the, the robot with the red eye who says, I'm yeah. sorry, Dave, I'm afraid I can't do that? Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's 2001. Yeah. Oh, I oh this, is, this is a Space Odyssey. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, think about it. Space Odyssey came out in 69. Yeah. When did Star Wars come out? 77. That's almost 10 years, man, of no good or significant sci-fi. Well, maybe yeah. Planet of the there, Apes. There were, there were B-movies. I think Apes came out earlier, though. 68. But yeah, B-movies. There were a lot of Roger Corman B-movies. Uh-huh. And, of course, James Cameron did work on a lot of the early Roger Corman uh, sci-fi movies. But then Star Wars, that's when sci-fi was a hot thing. So yeah. with Star Wars, we got these special effects, these high-concept movies that weren't really... They didn't have these hugely deep ideas. And yet Star Wars does, but... They draw us the special effects for the other studios. Mm-hmm. My dad said that when Star Wars came out, uh-huh. he was a kid, he said they went and saw it, and nobody, nobody knew about Star Wars. In yeah, no one. Knew. No one cared about spoilers then. There were no yeah, man, internet yeah, yeah. columns or stuff What like happened, that. though, was they went and saw the movie, and my dad loved it so much, and him and his like brothers loved it so much, that they got online and watched it again. <laughs> Yeah, my dad said something similar where he like he knew a guy who watched it like nineteen times. Yeah, my dad had I think one of his friends watched it like twenty times. Yeah, but it was something new. Yeah, something it was cool. like something you've never seen before. Yeah. The first one is really good, I have to admit. It yeah. is a good movie. And for my dad, like living on the little little farm in Ephraim, Utah, middle of nowhere. Oh, Jay, yeah. he's, he's Luke for Skywalker. Him, yeah, for him for him, yeah, exactly. I was like, Dad, you're Luke Skywalker. He's drinking blue milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from those goats. It's an old sorcerer looking up after him. Uh, <laughs> That was his way, but he was like, that was my way of escaping, because he didn't, and they, he didn't have a lot of money, they couldn't really afford a lot of toys, so that imagination that allowed him to escape wow. from That's his reality. Such a cool, like the characters they set up, like a, a farm boy, a princess, who smuggler. just happened to be brother and sister, a smuggler. <laughs> it's funny how like, you just take things out of a hat, like, oh sure, let's make a story out of it. Like, uh, <laughs> a hairy guy. It's a galactic uh, smuggler, looks like a cowboy. Like a space opera, that's what George Lucas says. It's, it's less yeah. of sci-fi, more just like a western, but with a space setting. It's a, fa- it's a space, it's a space science cowboy. fantasy, that's what they call it. That's why I, I feel like it's better than Star Trek, because Star Trek, when I try to watch Star Trek, mm-hmm. or like the old, the old Star Trek at least, they take so long to explain how everything works, but we don't really care about that. Star yeah, Wars is about the story, uh-huh. about the characters. I go, to, I go to Star Trek for a different reason than I go to Star mm-hmm. Wars. I go to Star Trek for the... I think the thing that's so good about Star Trek is it was able to tackle certain um, social problems or social issues yeah. without uh-huh. start and start like a conversation without being in your face like oh we have to do this it was like under this guise of like science fiction like with racism first generation sure. yeah. on TV exactly it's very true so that's that's what I would go to Star Trek mm-hmm. for but like I'm I'm a diehard Star Wars fan so like. I would go to Star Wars for a completely different reason. To see the lightsaber fights and to watch the Western, you know? And the force yeah. and the exploration of, like, spirituality yeah. and things like that. Beautiful, beautiful concept, mm-hmm. beautiful universe, and... But the next year... <sighs> now we get a... The ending. The next year, Alien came out and blew everyone's socks off, man. They everyone blew the socks that they didn't have anymore. <laughs> exactly. No one saw that one coming. It was, like, this little film, right? Little horror movie made for, like, $6 million. Made People like were lining up. I was listening to this, like... Interview where they're like, people were screaming in the theaters. I think so. 79, I think. Uh, look I'm, it up. I'm not sure. The power of the internet. 
Jay Jay Mooker. <laughs> yeah, seventy nine. You're right. Two years later. Dude. Yeah, people. Were freaking out. So like, were people just barely putting their socks back on? I think after Star Wars, yeah. they they were like, oh, another sock committee. Real, that's not sock sock committee. This one is like alien. It made me like, It prepared the way, dude. It was like the John the Baptist. Like, John the Baptist was uh, baptizing the audience in the was <laughs> Star Wars was John the Baptist. And you, then, you know why? You know why that happened? Why it took so long? Because it was because of Space Odyssey. It was such a good movie that it almost killed the genre. Really? Yeah. Because side movies were more like slow, very. What's another movie moments. that killed the genre? I'm gonna say like Sergio Leone's Spaghetti Westerns. Have you seen those? Like Good yeah. Bad and Ugly. Good Bad and Ugly for a few dollars more. I, I, I got. I'm I'm gonna go out on a so and say that the Dark Knight killed the superhero genre <laughs> because like there's it's n- like being propped up on a crutch <laughs> with Infinity War like we're yeah. still we're still good guys. The Dark Knight's like, still here. All those movies are fun, but the Dark Knight will it's just blowing all of them out of the water and for years and then finally that was Thor 2008, Ragnarok. man. That was ten years ago. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok came out and then or er, Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok. But I'm can't just compare. saying like that's the next time I thought a really good superhero movie came out. That, But it wasn't like... Like a fantastic... Not just a superhero movie, but a good movie. Like... A great movie based on a comic character. The Dark Knight is like God tier. Like, <laughs> you can't touch it. It's like Celestial. Yeah, it's like... Right? It's yeah. Celestial. <laughs> it's like the top, top Celestial. And then like, Guardians of the Galaxy and like, um, Thor Ragnarok are like the bottom portion of Celestial. Yeah, I remember when Guardians was announced and I saw a trailer for it. I, I didn't think it would be like successful at all. Yeah, it looked kind of dumb. And then it came out. Yeah, it was like the weirdest concept. It was like Star Wars, but weirder. <laughs> with, a, with an 80s pop soundtrack as well. Yep. No big names at the time because Chris Pratt, he was just yeah. the, the funny fat guy from Parks and Rec. Exactly. You know? Now he's like the heartthrob. Yeah. He, Everybody fell in love with him. Men want to be him, all women want him. Everybody fell in love with like Yondu. Yeah. They all probably died in the second film. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Mm. Oh. Should have watched it. Should have watched it. It's 2018. My yeah, theory is that ago. they're gonna resurrect that guy. He, he's the key. Or they're all dead. He has the soul stone. That was a good. He's got the real soul stone. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so did you enjoy that movie? Which movie? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. I, I never saw it in theaters because I I didn't have time. I, I was just starting high school, but then I watched it and. Um, That's so weird, man. I was like working to, for my mission. Guess where I was. Back in the day, on I, was in, I was in Valenzuela in the middle <laughs> of the Philippines. I was like, "Wow, that looks cool." I had to wait another two years to see it. Yeah, so I didn't even much thought, and then I finally watched. It, I was like, "Well, this is really like so heartfelt." That's how I felt that about some relationship. That's how I felt about um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Never saw it in theaters. Never saw it. Still haven't seen it. Yet. Same with Isle of Dogs. I like that movie. That was so good. It's, it's good. Fantastic Mr. And the Fox. Yeah, the best of hotel as well. Really, it's a good it's movie. Air, on the airplane. It's very quirky, but it's it's just so it's West just charming. Anderson. Yeah, West Anderson. It's just charming. It has such a sensibility to it. I want to see it. Really a lot of people have a lot of love for Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, I, I wasn't as big I, a fan. It's a, it's good. It's fun, yeah. but I do like Isle of Dogs better. Isle of Dogs is so and good. Life Aquatic. With Steve Zissou. Yeah, I haven't watched this, that yet. Have you watched it since you've been home? What. A life Aquatic. Yeah. No, 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 no. I saw it a long time ago. There's Filipino pirates that speak Tagalog on it. <laughs> really? Yeah. And one of the guys no is way. like, he's like a white guy. And he's like, how do you, you can communicate with them? It's like a white guy speaking Tagalog. <laughs> and it's perfect grammar, but his, his accent's like really yeah, yeah. very white accent. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, ah, uh, kailangan natin. Uh, like, I gotta rewatch that movie then. I mean, the other day it was revealed that you like Interstellar. Oh yeah, yeah I love Interstellar. I saw the movie twice before going on my mission. It was like days after. Didn't I went it just it. dazzle you? It was like oh this man, the soundtrack is so awesome. I, I was listening to the first track when uh, when Cooper gets up from his dream and looks at the stars. That's just that's just you know how I feel all, every night, just that longing to be somewhere else, to be traveling the stars. Yeah, they went to great lengths to make that soundtrack. They went to like England to like some organ. Yeah, it's just organ. like organs going the entire oh, way. Well, Hans Zimmer, he, he goes to the organist and he's like, can you make it sound like it's wind through a cornfield? Yeah. And, you and the guy's like, sure, no problem. But you it's think, really an organ. You guys think in our lifetime that um, any significant amount of space travel will be achievable? I don't know. I mean, there's Elon Musk and the Mars mission. Mars. I think yeah. Elon's the future, I'm telling you. <laughs> Dude, or Elon Trump, Trump and the Space Force. Elon is crazy. He's, he's a He's a oh. genius. <laughs> He's the future. Yeah, I watched it in uh, with my dad. 
Intracellar? Yeah, in IMAX. No, so, no, no, seven, seven yeah, yeah, yeah. IMAX. So we got the oh, whole film man. treatment. Dude, I, I saw it twice. It. And I saw Dunkirk in IMAX as well with my friend. I didn't see it. Oh, I went with the wrong people to see Dunkirk. Uh, they didn't really like. They thought it. it was like a Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, see, I thought and it was it's like not, that too. It's not that. It's Chris, all about the sound of the. Uh, Christopher theater. Nolan did it. Yeah, the sound yeah. is amazing, man. Dude, why have I not seen this movie? It's, it's wrong with you. It's on the free movie thing for the. That's cool. School. Yeah, yeah. I just don't have time, dude. It's so well, it's, much longer. It's only three hours. This is this is no, made by Christopher Nolan. Yeah. It's like a long slow burn. But it's like like slow cooking. It really meat. holds on to you. Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway. Interstellar. Yeah. And Matt Damon for like five minutes. Oh wait, that's what. <laughs> what about uh, what was that Mars movie that came the out? Martian. Right? The Martian. The Martian. That was really good. Like that. that was fantastic. I didn't see that. It was just, it was so energized. Yeah, it was like. It was, I, it was funny. It was it was funny and sad, but mostly mostly funny. It showed like the cooperation between people uh-huh. to rescue uh, Matt Damon from Mars. It was surprisingly really good. I was like, I had no expectations going into it. I was like, wow, that was a pretty good movie. A lot of fun. Uh, like I'm kind of like this too, as well. It's kind of iffy with Matt Damon's performances. <laughs> Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> when I saw the posters in the Philippines, I was like, mm, but people said, you know, yeah. credible people were like, it's good, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. credible or incredible? Croutons people. <laughs> Crouton people. You know which one I really liked um, that didn't get a lot of like love. Mm. Um, crap, no, I can't remember the name. The one with Tom Cruise, where he's a clone on Earth. Oh, uh, Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah, I. That's uh, good. A lot of people didn't like it. My dad really liked that movie. Soundtrack was done by M83, the whole thing, which is like kind of like M83. Oh. They're pretty good. Um, so I enjoyed it. Surprisingly, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was just like, wow, this is a cool concept. My dad was like in love with his spacecraft. Oh, yeah, like, I was like, oh, this is very just... like minimalist. Yeah, but style. I'm like, oh, I can see inspiration for a lot of different aircraft. And I showed him, and he's like, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I, I haven't seen the whole thing. It was like a dragonfly, didn't it? Yeah, it was like a futuristic like plastic dragonfly yeah. type thing. Dude, the scene where he choked himself out, that had me tripping. I don't remember that. Oh, so, well, like the end. He accidentally goes like into the into the radioactive zone, and he finds like himself fixing something and he's like what the and then they fight and he kills himself <laughs> it's, it's suicide crazy. or homicide dude imagine that's <laughs> <laughs> true what do you guys think of Prometheus okay okay you see that Prometheus I went in going there's gonna be bad parts yeah but I wanted the lore yeah. I wanted I wanted to see the lore mm-hmm. so in that respect I thought it was good now having said that <laughs> all the things that don't make sense there's a lot of things that are just kind of weird how the guys get lost in the destruction and they're the ones with the maps yeah yeah they have the mapping there's, there's a scene where like she's looking out she's like on top of the structure she has her helmet on but her hair is blowing in the wind it doesn't make yeah, sense that is a very CGI helmet yeah. I mean, it's really Scott too he's, he's a visual genius so even if like you don't like the story it's gonna look good yeah um, for sure I liked all the religious imagery in there too yeah very, I don't know. To say like it, it increased faith is kind of a weird thing to say, but just like the idea that there are still some things that are left to, um, left to our own interpretation. That's kind of that's kind of It's cool funny because really Scott is like an atheist. Yeah. yeah, for sure he's an atheist, but his character isn't. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Doctor Shaw. She's very Christian. Her husband. Yeah. In the movie, well, at least is like, oh, mm-hmm. my my whole reason to go on this mission is to break down every faith, every yeah. religion. Prove God's not real. But then, like, who is this guy? Guys. Oh, he's the, the engineer. The engineer? The handsome Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Well, Michael Fassbender is perfect. I love Michael He's in an alien covenant. I didn't see that. It has These a very jacked. different, yeah. It's probably all rubber, but... You know what's interesting? Is, uh, what's his name in Prometheus? David. David and Walter, right? Yeah. Those two names, maybe it's a coincidence, but, like, I think those were, like, the original writers for, like... Yeah, David Geiler and Walter Hill. Exactly. The, the producers, I believe. So, like, I my, my theory that. is, like, maybe that's just, like, a thank you, kind of, like, for giving us this franchise, or maybe it's F you. because reference. We're, F you, because <laughs> we're running this franchise into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this is the precursor alien, right? So he's, like, he's supposed to be the thing that created human beings and the aliens, too. Oh, the, the, the what's his name? The engineer? The engineer. Or that's, a, that's his species name. So he, he was the creator. Or they were the creators. Yeah. So they, they like, um... It's weird. You watch it. It's a very open to interpretation. So you watch the movie, and it's inferred like they 
The beginning, you get to watch the beginning, we were here for. Yeah. They turn themselves into human DNA, yeah. essentially, to create human beings. And the whole mission is about finding creators, because they find these maps of a star system. Huh. Yeah, but yeah. Fassbender, he's so good as, as David. He's very good at what? He has such a... Mechanical, emotional but he was like some, the basketball, right? Yeah, yeah. He just does that one shot. <laughs> he loves the Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm, yeah, that was a cool thing too. He like bases himself after a movie character. You know, and we sometimes like we wish to be movie characters. So that's kind of a cool little commentary on how like we he creates his make own believe. reality. Yeah, make believe, or he's like just playing pretend. Which is funny because that's Wayland. Wayland, right? Yeah, Peter that's Wayland. A, that's Wayland's fantasy is, mm-hmm. a, is to make a robot to be a god. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you ever? Uh... That's the same universe as Blade Runner. Yeah, I forgot to tell right, you that. That's right. Wait, what is? Blade yeah. Runner and Alien, they purportedly take place in the same universe. Because they have androids. Yeah, and Blade Runner starts off. That's the whole concept. Is, uh, that's the, How, so what binds this, this theory together? Androids. Because oh. I think... Go ahead, explain it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, so I, I think beginning, so Blade Runner is like 2019, Alien is like the 22nd century. So there's like been a, a century of like advancement in technology. So that's why later on the androids bleed red blood, but then they bleed white blood in um, Alien, I think. That was a big reveal in Alien. And there's also like, I guess, the, some of the graphics from Blade Runner show up on as graphics in Alien Covenant. And Ridley Scott directs both um, no, movies. Actually, series. the connection was, uh, I think in one of the Aliens, it's like, Wayland Tyrell. Oh, yeah, Wayland Tyrell. Because the Tyrell Corporation is in Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wayland is alien, so it just connects both mm. movies. You ever read the book, or you ever heard of, obviously they made a movie about it, but it doesn't have anything to do with the book, really? Kind of, a little bit. I, Robot. I've heard of that. I've never seen the movie. So the movie's That's all funny. right. I saw it was the opposite for me. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's kind of funny. Um, Will Smith's in it. Will Smith is always a good time. Yeah. Uh, Shia LaBeouf's in it when he was young. Alan Tudyk plays remember. the robot, I think. Who does? Alan Tudyk. He plays all oh, the robots. He played K2 in Rogue One. Same thing with, with Andy Sandy. Andy Circus. He plays all the animals. He'll always be in the mocaps with the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. Black Panther was an exception, but... Oh, yeah, the guy who plays Smeagol? Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, the, the reason why I bring up this book, it's like... I can't even remember what it's written. It must have been the 50s. 40s. Let's look it up. Um, factor me on that. But I read it in high school and I had a uh, sci-fi fantasy literature class when I was a senior. 1950. Mm. And it was amazing. Like, all we did was read books, sci-fi books about movies and then watch the movie in the That's class. Really I wish I had a class like that. You gotta do that with Space Odyssey. You gotta read the book and watch the movie at the same time. Because <laughs> while I'm watching the movie. Yeah. There's so many differences but so many, like... Well, the thing is that Stanley Kubrick had a big hand in writing the book. And then he just adapted it into a movie afterwards. They were making it at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was concurrent. Arthur C. Clarke, he was, was a big help in writing the screenplay. So there's things in the movie you won't see in the book and vice versa. So, so to really yeah. appreciate everything, you got to read and watch. Yeah. Because there's things in the movie where it's like, what's going on? Yeah. You sound like, you sound like an anime fan. Like, oh, you have to read the manga. <laughs> read the manga before you watch Bro. the anime. You got to read, read, le- you gotta read right to left. Yeah. <laughs> you got to read it backwards. Uh, Forwards down. and forwards. <laughs> you gotta read it upside down. <laughs> so just sideways. What I was getting at was uh, was it has like you know how you're talking about the religious themes and everything mm-hmm. in the movie earlier. So this book actually has similar themes to that, and it shows like it shows the first robot that was created mm-hmm. up until like it's like fifty years of robotics. It's like the Matrix. Yeah. It was really good, but it has like five or six books. And then, like, one of them, it talks about, like, this mining um, colony. It's either on the moon or on Mars. And, <laughs> and yeah, so what happens is, like, there's a bunch of robots working there, and they follow the, the engineers that tell them what to do, right? But what they did is they made a robot huh. to go to Mars to tell those other robots what to do. So, like, they're supplanting their leadership with robots. Yeah. Because they're so late. It's just like the Matrix uh, prologue. Yeah. Yes. Like the backstory. So what happens though is they believe they they make this new robot and this robot's like nearly sentient basically, and there's one guy left on this plant in Mars, and he he sees this new robot come in right and he helps him get set up or whatever, 
and the old robots believe that this robot is their savior. So it was like oh, it was like a Christ figure, and it was very interesting. And the robot ended up lock, ended up locking the engineer up. I can't remember everything that happened, but I remember the symbolism in it was yeah. like their savior had come to, you know, usher in this almost like, like millennium. It's just like the Matrix. You ever heard of the theory that's like the Matrix within the Matrix? Yeah, yeah, and like the. There's like all these like different uh, opinions and stuff, and like different function. layers. Yeah, so like even when Neo escapes the Matrix, it's not. It's just it's still the Matrix because yeah. he like has like powers. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just another delusion. There was there was so this is really funny there's a really funny link on Reddit of telling you all the reasons why he's a he's like the part theories. of and at the very end it's like Tank says he's a machine. Like <laughs> <laughs> drop. That's are you a redditor? Hmm? Do you like Reddit? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Not as much as probably Bruno, but when I, when I have time, it's cool to look at all the fan theories and also the YouTube theory videos. Those are fun. Yeah, YouTube is explained. YouTube's a really good uh, mm-hmm. uh, platform right now. Really good video essays. Yeah, a lot time, of there's tons. Yeah, it's, for the most part, it's it's pretty like it's pretty much an open forum for the most part. Most most websites now are not becoming open forums. Facebook, YouTube, Slowly. Reddit, very censored opinions. It's annoying, but that's how we our civilization. What do you guys yeah. think about Ex Machina? It's very good. You've seen that? It's very slow. It's not that long. Isn't that an anime? It's, it's I think it is. Paced. I think it is. Might be. But is it an American animation? Mm, that's my anime style. Ex Machina. Because there are some that are made by Americans but are anime style. Like Avatar The Last Airbender. Not Ex the movie. Ex Machina. No, the film is good. The film is really good. I've only seen the film. I don't know if there is a... It's probably some source book. material. What about Ghost in the Shell? I is that the same idea? Ghost in the Shell. I mean, that's it's, it's, it's kind of Blade Runner inspired. I know the mm. the manga was inspired by Blade Runner, and then the original anime movie was inspired by Blade Runner too. Mm. Still watch the original or the. Scarlett Johansson, man. As a, as <laughs> in Japanese woman. As a Japanese woman. <laughs> or, what is she peach? <laughs> so Ex Machina is, is a uh, science fiction, thriller film written and directed by Alex Garland. Uh, the film follows a programmer who was invited by his CEO to administer to the Turing test to an intelligent humanoid robot. What race is Peach? Now you got me thinking that. She's a Goomba. He's Italian. <laughs> She's, well, I mean, like, Mario and Luigi are Italian plumbers. And Peach is from the Mushroom Kingdom. So, like... She's from... She, like, <laughs> mushroomies. Mushroomite. Yeah, maybe she, like, takes off her hair and it's just a mushroom. It's like, what the... Because, I mean, it's just toads that hang out with her all the time. There's no actual, like, dudes there. Like, maybe her actual race are toads. But, like, there's, she like, really also. very deep talks. Or it's, like, you know how Ganondorf totally is the only topic. dude among the Gerudos? You know how he's the only guy among the Gerudos, like, every 100 years, right? Uh-huh. So he's, like, the guy that keeps the race going. Like, maybe she's, like, there's a queen born every 100 years in the Mushroom Kingdom, and then, like, a full-size human being. Or maybe she's half. I'm not following you. <laughs> Maybe it was like Mario's dad. She might remake her talk. And like Toadette had a kid. And it was Peach. I have another question for Eli. <laughs> oh, sorry. Shoot. What is one of your favorite films? Oh, none wow. of this top BS, none of this top five. Just one, one something you re- can watch over and over. I'd say Raiders of the Lost Ark. Good choice. You've chosen wisely. That's, that's probably the best action movie ever made. Yeah, I re watched that like a few months ago. I know I felt it was just so much fun. Yeah, I think it's just the feeling you get watching that. It's it's that adventure, but it's also I love the period setting. Yeah. Because I watched the the new Lara Croft movie, and I, I don't know. I feel like the adventure genre doesn't work in the modern day. Because we have we have cell phones, we have GPS. There's mm-hmm. there's like so few obstacles. Yeah. With Indy, he just has his whip, his gun. I I just like the period setting. It's very. And very clear cut bad guys too. So is that the one where the lady screams indie over and over? That's like again? every second one. Every movie. It's the second one where she says it the most. Is that what is that what short round? Yeah, yeah. it's Temple of Doom. That's actually the worst one. Yeah. Temple of really? Doom. Really? You didn't like you like Crystal Skull more? <laughs> you like nuking the fridge? Shia LaBeouf. I like swinging through vines with monkeys. With, with the uh, CGI monkeys. I still enjoy Crystal Skull. I liked it more than Temple of Doom. Oh, like the giant. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> those giant ants. Yeah, yeah, the, the ants and the, the gopher popping out of the... Oh, that's George Lucas humor right there. Yeah, there you go. Now Raiders. That's the best one. That was yeah. my... Wait, what that was all done by George Lucas? St- Spielberg. Lucas, like... Produced it. Yeah, produced it. Okay. Took the idea. So <laughs> Lucas... Like... Yeah. Lucas no. has great ideas, but 
he's rather bad at executing them. But okay. he wants it his way. Spielberg's better. Which is why The Clone Wars is a great show, because Lucas is a producer. Wait. Not a director. Which one is a good show? The Clone Wars. The I haven't seen it yet. It's such a good show. I want to watch it's on it so Netflix. Fast. What about Rebels? Well, it's fine. Dude, I just want to learn more about the Mandalorian Jedi with the Darksaber. Oh, Tor mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I gotta get it. I gotta watch that now. I'm too busy <laughs> watching it. <laughs> Too busy watching the anime. Uh, too busy Clone watching Wars. American anime, Boondocks. <laughs> yeah, Boondocks is... Have you ever seen Boondocks? No. Oh, man. I don't watch much anime. The Boondocks, it's an American kind of anime style. Absolutely. Eh. Oh, I'll check it out. It's amazing. Don't check it out. But it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, back to Raiders. It just has such a great balance of action, romance, adventure, and, and history, too. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Sure. And it's, kind of, it's fun, like, it inspired a lot of people to be archaeologists, even though, like, that's not what archaeologists really do. But it's cool just, like, looking at the facts and seeing, oh, is this really accurate? Is this not? And even Temple of the Temple has fun moments. It does. It's sure. just a little too Out of the original action. three, it's, like... It's the weakest. It's the one with Kali Ma. Yeah. 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 Kali. I actually like that about Very racist to, to Indian yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> inaccurate depiction of Hinduism <laughs> for the kids. What is that written again? Everyone was that done? 1984. 84. Okay, so it's after, after the civil rights movement, after the <laughs> word racist, after. after the word racist was created. It was a bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I really enjoyed the last crusade. Well, it's the father son story. Mm-hmm. It really uh, Spielberg's like best, um, his best trope, father son stuff. Yeah. Because his parents divorced when he was a kid, so that's a really big theme in his movies. You know what trope I really like? I like the brothers, the brothers tropes, yeah. the mm-hmm. the good brother and the evil brother. Thor and Loki, Scar and Mufasa. Scar and Mufasa. Mm-hmm. What else is there? Cain and Abel. Yeah. That's the original. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what? I can't think of anything right now. It's like Tom. Fox and, and the Hound. Tom and Jerry. Ooh, Fox and the Hound. That's good. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zeus and Hades. Hercules. Oh, in that movie, yeah. Yeah, in that movie. Yeah. Not in the mythology. <laughs> <laughs> or like, um, a huge one. Wolverine and Sabretooth. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They, they may not actually be brothers, and they may be brothers, I'm not positive. So I know some story it's are like, close to the Magneto. The movie makes it very unclear. I mean, Magneto and Professor X, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, not actual brothers, but Rivals. that brother trope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Magneto just is such a great villain. Yeah. Both with McKellen and, and Fassman. Oh, I love playing Magneto. Him. He's my favorite X-Men. Yeah. It's cool. With the, such a tragic backstory. <laughs> X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like Holocaust survivor. Oh, yeah. 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 Aren't X-Men like the followers of Professor X? Well, Magneto sometimes well, like sense. helps them out, but he's always the villain. He's, he's, he's a, he, he's a mutant somehow. Yeah. Um, Man, that was such a that's such a cool universe, the X Men universe. Yeah. Like, that's something that's so relatable to. It's like, oh man, what if I like had a mutation? What if I grew nails really fast? Yeah. What if I grew nails really fast? Just to watch me. <laughs> Dude, imagine having like a worthless one. Like. Your hair turns green. I can glow in the dark. <laughs> you can glow in the dark. The worst, worst stealth. Or you can like, power. you can like, move small objects with telekinesis, but nothing like larger than like, a I box can, of pills or something. You can open a box with your mind. But only one box. Oh, so like your really, hair really turns hard. green. That's a just. <laughs> <laughs> it's a oh, useless like, woman. There's the one guy in Deadpool too. He could like, his vomit was acidic. The, the one guy played by Bill Skarsgård. I haven't seen it. Said, just like some, there was some really worthless powers in the X Force team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's Peter, the guy with the mustache. I forgot him. He was no, he's the he doesn't have any powers. He just like he dies right mm-hmm. after. Oh, he's the one who actually makes it. Yeah, he makes it, and then he gets thrown up all over by um the one guy, <laughs> and he dies. Uh, yeah, so um, we're coming to a close. Anything else you guys want, want to say before we close? It's a great movie, man. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. And yours is Raiders. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Apocalypse Now. That's, that's, that's my... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love Apocalypse. So many choices. The end, The ending of both movies, because there's two versions. There's the redo of Redux. And, uh, it's French. How do you want to say it? Yeah. Um, it's a good movie. Redo. The ending is, is different with each. So for me, in the end of that movie, he has a choice. Does he want to become like a god? Mm-hmm. Or just leave? All the people are surrounding him. Yeah. It's a powerful scene. The horror, the horror. 
And Marlon Brando, even though he was like 300 pounds doing all that performance. Oh, they did not expect that at all. Yeah. It's creepy because you only see like part of his face. It is getting cooler. It's and more they did mysterious. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that playing, was the part it's playing of the with the light. You yeah. Know? It's like reading like. Cue cards. T.S. Eliot. Yeah. Just mumbling off like whatever you can think of. I, yeah, for hours he would just. Yeah, it was like hours and hours of monologue, and they had to cut that down to like 10 minutes of, of stuff he could say. They would keep the stuff that was most uh, interesting. Because mm-hmm. within, within craziness, there's a little bit of brilliance yeah. when you look deep in there. What's his face? Martin Sheen, he was a, he's anti gun, he's very scared of guns. Yeah. And you know, the recording, like his um, narration throughout the movie, mm-hmm. he had like his like, kind of nervousness to it. The way he, he had a heart attack during. Yeah, he did. Movie. And then didn't his brother step in? Emilio Estevez stepped Maybe. in, I think. I think rumors. But like to get that nervous effect, one of the writers is uh Man, what's that guy's called? John but, Milius. Yeah, John Milius. Mm-hmm. He's a big gun guy, so he like points a gun at him, he's like, read the lines. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I love guns. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess this is it, guys. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks for having me. Probably come some other time. Maybe. Sounds good. Talk more about film, more specific things about film. Yeah, some some specific theme and things like that. Yeah, or maybe just one film. Alright. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Kind of went sci fi today. Yeah, we did. We could do historical or or romance. Do you guys like that? I don't know. We all watched The Notebook. See, I love The Notebook. (laughs) I'm a sucker for The Notebook, dude. We can talk about the chick flicks and, and how to how to go on a date when you're watching a chick flick. What's your favorite chick flick? I don't have one. I, dude, I just I have never seen any other romantic show or chick flick other than the notebook and I love it. I'm gonna say Devil Rose Prada. <laughs> good band. Never seen that. It's, never heard of the band. It's got good acting, it's got uh, what's her face? Judy Tench. No, 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 no. Meryl Streep, yeah, Meryl Streep. And, and Anne Hathaway, I think. Why do I know that? Meryl Streep, she's in a few things. She's an interstellar. No, I mean Meryl Streep. Oh no, Meryl Streep. She's up in space wearing Prada. Like, come on, guys. Dude, Hathaway was Hathaway was good as Catwoman. Yes. No, Halle Berry's better. (laughs) (laughs) 